All right, so hello, Mind Games Nation. This is Alex, and this is... Uh, What's up? It's CJ. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm in a good mood. I have a beer, and um, we're just sitting down to watch Martyrs. And we will check back in after this. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good time. A few moments later. What the fuck? So he could no. get parole in 2018. <laughs> that's just uh, that's Lady Justice thrown down. Yeah, I'm gonna save my thoughts on that until we're recording. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean we are, but yeah, or until we're yeah, there yeah. might there are gonna be actionable threats in this one. I'm just giving. Oh yeah, no, I, I have the bleep bleep tool <laughs> at the ready. I I can't think of anything funny to talk about. I did see. Okay, here's something okay. funny. Okay. All right. We we gotta have a little, a little something, a little something, because this is gonna suck. Yeah, I um, I was driving back to my house the other day, and I was driving by the park. But um, I'll bleep that. So driving by this park, and I was driving towards my house, right? So the other direction, off in the distance, I saw like a bunch of uh, like flashing emergency lights. Yeah. Right. Clearly not an ambulance or fire truck, so I knew it was cops, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" and <laughs> so I'm driving towards them and they're driving and like, they're not going very fast, right? Like they're going the speed mm-hmm. limit. And I was like, is this like a funeral? You know, like, oh, like, yeah, like yeah. What, a procession of some sort, whatever. And um, <laughs> I get, as I get closer, I see that they're tailing a car, right? And there's three cop cars. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I could not f- figure out what was happening. And so as I'm driving by, I look at the car and it's like, you probably would have known what kind of car it was. I couldn't tell. It wasn't anything I'd seen before, but it was like a black convertible and the the steering wheel was on the wrong side. Like it was a British vehicle. Oh. And the dude was wearing like a backwards flat rim. Uh-huh. And he's like leaned back, one hand on the wheel, like driving this car that again, like I'm doing like triple takes, like what the like why is there a wrong like I couldn't like my brain wouldn't compute it. And there's three cops tailing him, and he's just like casually driving down <laughs> West Bay. My man. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that's amazing. Like, I hope to be as like at peace with myself as that guy, because he wasn't pulling over either. They were like, he was following them for, they were following him for a while. That's awesome. Yeah, it was sick. Um, I was in a bad mood too, and it instantly was like, yeah. <laughs> I was just, yeah, it was great. Welcome back to Mind Games. Uh, your favorite podcast that is quote, and this is from a uh, review that we received on Twitter, uh, disorganized and hard to listen to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not yeah, they're not wrong. Yeah. No. Um, you think it's hard to listen to? Listen to this uh, about twelve times per episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think it's hard to listen to? Try having our brains. Yeah. Uh, they followed it up and said, I say this with love and tenderness, I swear. So, um, 
Yeah. yeah. As long yeah. as it's coming from a, a good place, you know, yeah. I'm not going to take that as a, I mean, it's a criticism, but like, hey, no I one's perfect. it's just part of the brand, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyways, if, if, if you're coming here for a very organized and well thought out um, dive into deep parapolitics, go listen to Program to Chill. Program to Chill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just yeah. But, that's um, not our show. No. No. Uh, Although this episode, I suspect we'll probably get closer yeah. to that than we have before. Um, but anyways, uh, I am your co-host, CJ. And I am your producer and co-host, Alex. And... This is our first episode that is too depraved for Cade. Yeah, it's uh, I don't blame Cade, him. Cade, uh, he watched Martyrs, which is the movie that we're gonna talk about, and uh, he afterwards he said, "There's no way I'm talking about that." And so, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I, um, I can't argue with that point. That's mm-mm. pretty. Yeah. No, but we are operating with a skeleton crew tonight. Anyway, so like I said, we're talking about Martyrs. Um, it is a French film from 2008, and uh, before we get into it, I just feel obligated to say that this episode is going to be very bleak, and we are going to talk about a lot of uh, really fucked up and distressing stuff, and so if that's not your bag, go ahead and turn it off. We will not be offended. We may not even release this. Who knows? Yeah. But we will be back to our regular programming next week with a very special uh, guest, actually. Um, Are we ready to announce? We'll talk. We'll do it at the end. Okay. But yeah, yeah. So this is not going to become a permanent thing. We just didn't have time to get through a whole game in a week because we were all busy and had COVID and shit. It's just been a lot. Anyways. So yeah, I guess trigger warning. For pretty much everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. This is. It's. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I think that's sufficient. If if you know anything about oh the, yeah, we're the, gonna the be Mark, talking about Mark Dutroux. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you know anything about that, and you're like, ooh, not yeah, interested, I don't want to spend my afternoon totally listening to people talk about Mark Dutroux. Like, yeah, that's fine. I get that. I don't necessarily want to. However, I am succumbing to the sunk cost fallacy and having already subjected myself to watching Martyrs and reading some program to kill and. Mm-hmm. Way too many articles about Mark Dutroux. Mark Dutroux. I keep wanting to say uh, Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Trudeau. Mark Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trudeau's dad. Yeah. It's not Fidel Castro. It's Mark Dutroux. Yeah. yeah. It's a zany uh, serial killer that likes to do blackface. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. Just big big old trigger warning here yeah, at the top. It's, it's um, not good. But I think uh, what we'll probably do is I'll run through a quick summary of the film. And then, as always, we'll talk about our feelings, and we'll just kind of yep. go from there. So, uh... No, 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 no. That's that's the orphanage that she escapes to. Are you sh- I'm... Oh, we all have to watch that opening scene. Because that's where she meets... No, Anna. we gotta go. We gotta go watch. I'm, I'm... Oh, not again, not again, not again, not again, not again, not again. Martyrs is a, a 2008 film uh, written and directed by a man named Pascal Laguier. Um, and it's starring uh, two women, uh, one named Mylene Jean-Penois and uh, the other named Morjana Aloui. Um, Having never taken French before, um, I think that was perfect. Thanks. You sound 
like a regular Frenchman. That's all that I strive for. Hey, we got a cat coming over here. Um, at first I thought it was a person. I was what, a little scared. What can I say? We, we pussy magnets. <laughs> we pussy savages. It's pussy savages. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Marco. Well, Marco. I, I hope you're doing all right somewhere. Yeah, I hope you got that record deal, buddy. I uh, hope that it worked out. I you and Drake are just like. I bet he has so much NFT right now. Oh my! Oh, dude! Yeah, he is one hundred percent. He probably has Drake NFTs. Oh. Um. <laughs> He's a regular down at the. Uh, the oh yeah, 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 the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Lazy ape yacht. Club Lazy ape. Lazy ape yacht club. Um, oh god. Yeah. Did uh, you, oh, did you see the Gwyneth Paltrow shit with? <laughs> She's got one. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> um, what's her name? Um, the lady from Captain Marvel, and there were a couple oh, other big like lady actresses. Who... Anyway, okay, sorry. And, yeah, we're getting <laughs> sidetracked. Okay, this comes back to the uh, disorganized and hard to listen to. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we're talking about somebody that like like I haven't even thought about Marcos in, in like years. <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, uh, this movie is like a part of the French film movement called uh new french extremity which was a a movement in the aughts basically where these directors were writing and directing these movies that were dealing with like the most savage depraved shit you can imagine right like think torture porn but several degrees more uh jacked up right um, I mean, uh, I think probably the most famous director, at least the one that I was familiar with, aside from this guy, was uh, Claire Denis. Nope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. She, she, directed, she directed High Life, which is the movie of hers that I've seen. It's really good. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't qualify. I wouldn't put that in this cat. It's, it okay. doesn't. It's on this. Yeah, anyways. Um, but uh, And we could probably talk about that movement a little bit later. Um, but the movie is about... Um, a a young a, a girl a child who is kidnapped and held captive for presumably years and tortured um before the movie opens and it opens with her escaping from her captors um she flees and is taken She's in being held in some cr- like dilapidated industrial complex right yeah. yeah yeah like it, way out like i mean it, like it's very very it's, visceral it's and uncanny yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really bad um and uh so she escapes and is taken in at a uh, 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 an orphanage, basically, right? And she makes her name is Lucy, and she makes friends with Anna, who is another girl. I guess it's not an orphanage; it's like a pediatric hospital because but, well, we know we find out later that Anna's mom is alive, like because yeah. she calls her. Yeah, um, but it, it it but the the it's context, like a stay in. Yeah, the context is like um, when she's having the phone conversation with her mother that. Oh, why are you calling now? Like, I know I've such I've been such a horrible mother, all that kind of right, stuff. So yeah, it, I mean, it seems like she lost custody maybe, too. Right. So it's it's some kind of state run like yeah, facility. It's a facility. Yeah. Um, kind of DCF. Right. And uh, th- and this is all like in this is during the credits, right? Like where this is in the content of the movie. So, anyways, after you see her get to this hospital, the the and the credits roll. Um. The, the movie opens back up with uh, Lucy, 15 years later, um, going to the home of the the people that she believes tortured her mm-hmm. with a shotgun. And she murders both adults and their two kids with the shotgun. And 
calls Anna, who is, they're still friends, right? And Anna comes to, you know, kind of help. Mm -hmm. It's insinuated that Anna was in on the plan to find these individuals. Right, but not. Because their picture was in the paper. Right, but. But but that they were going to call the authorities or do something along those lines. Lucy wasn't going to just kill them in cold blood. So anyways. Credits end. Lucy fucking rolls up with a shotgun. Yeah, she starts o- open up holes in people's well, chests. No, hang on. Let's oh, let's, let's, let's 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 try to like let's Ugh. not let's not. Yeah, let's. I think we should shy away from describing too much. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I I feel like the movie fair game. What yeah. we talk about after. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she, she very very viscerally murders this family, right? Yeah. Um, including like we said, the two children. Yeah. One of whom is. The daughter's probably 13 or 14. The son is 18. 18 yeah. Right. They specify that, but then... It, it, this it, opening scene would be the most... Uh, the goriest, most distressing thing in, like, pretty much any other movie. Yeah. If it were in it, right? Yeah. Um, And then... Yeah, but, I mean, just, just that experience of... Because at this point in time, you don't know whether or not these are actually the people that did anything to her. You don't even, I mean, when she, when she kills him, you don't even know that that's why she's killing him. You don't like, yeah. you don't, you know, that, that doesn't yeah. become apparent until later. Yeah. Right. So you just see this, this girl running around a house with a double barrel shotgun like and just, murder, just, like, just chasing people. the yeah. kids or chasing the one girl around and chase the mother with the shotgun. It's, it's terrible. It's unnerving. It's yeah, bad. It um, and that's the opener. Yeah, that's that. It just gets worse from here. So, anyways, Anna shows up to help uh, clean, like clean up. You know, take care of the mess, support her friend, her best friend, or whatever. Yeah, Anna's like her only friend in this. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's or, clear they have yeah. they have this connection because you know Anna, like they bonded in the the pediatric hospital, or the facility, or whatever, and, and over you know like Lucy's experiences, yeah. right? Like, so while. Anna's there and, and they're trying to like get a handle on what just happened. Lucy starts being chased by a, a monster basically, right? Like it's a woman yep. and she's, she's naked and, but she's, she's like covered in cuts and, and her skin is like very pallid and, and, mm-hmm. and pale. She's um, like complete, completely emaciated. Yeah. She's like skinny as fuck. Um, and she's, she's chasing, she's, she, she chases lucy periodically throughout the home and you know it quit pretty quickly becomes clear that this is not like a obviously like a real thing but that it is something that lucy is hallucinating right Mm -hmm. so this monster this thing um is a a manifestation of the woman that she didn't save right when she Mm -hmm. escaped her her captors as a child um and so um while she's being chased and all and trying to get some rest and all this shit, um, Anna discovers that the the mother in the family that was murdered is still alive. And uh, throughout the movie, she's kind of, I mean, I don't think she's she doubts that the, that trauma happened, right? Like yeah, she so knows something that. really fucked up happened right. to Lucy, and she's talked about it with her, but won't give like specifics really of of what happened right, and also right. there's some kind of doubt that lingers in the mind right. of anna so like when anna is helping clean up the bodies right oh yeah, yeah that she discovers that the mother is still alive right and she's trying to 
conceal this from Lucy. Mm-hmm. She's uh, still continues disposing of the rest of the bodies. And, and then she tries to help the mother escape. Help the mother escape. Right. And because, um, I mean, she seems very horrified with the, the level of violence that has occurred within this home. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't prepared for, no. to walk into this. No. Once again, the plan was to report all this to the authorities. Right, right. And, right. and to go, go about it the quote-unquote right way. Right. But when Lucy finds out that Anna is trying to help the the mother escape from this house and and get her out into the woods or whatever. Lucy loses her shit, mm-hmm. beats her to death with a hammer. Yep. Speaking of, we watched the R cut. Yeah, not the unrated. There's an unrated cut. I don't know what else would be in the unrated yeah. cut. Like it it was gruesome. It was it's so awful. bad. And we're it's not even like we're no. not even at the worst part yet. No. Um, yeah. So, but she... doesn't the mother say like "I'm sorry for what we did to you" or something? Mm, I don't recall. I feel like she does, but either way, I, I, we have to be pulled up. But I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> not going to watch it. any more of it again. <sighs> but anyways, Lucy. Yeah, Lucy kills the mom, and, and then turns on Anna to, right. some, to some extent, like, and is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like, like you you don't believe me. You don't yeah, believe yeah, that yeah. this like that, that this really happened, and that these people these monsters like did this to me. Right. And Anna's like kind of shell shocked, and and then then the specter comes back at this point. Right. And, and, it, and redirects Lucy's rage towards the monster and trying to fight quote unquote the monster, but it's Lucy slowly killing herself. Right. Yeah. yeah she, starts, she she cuts her wrist. Yeah. She slices she her arms all up. Beats throw, her head against yeah, the wall of bunch. Throws herself out the window. And then cuts her own throat. And then slices her throat with the glass from the window. Yeah. And then Anna is just left there. Right. With now we're up to five dead bodies. Yep. One of which is her best friend. Yep. Um and she's just shell shocked right and so she basically lays down and is like just trying to like get a handle on what's going on right and while she is still in the house she discovers and i forget exactly how it doesn't matter but she discovers a a secret passage right and she opens it and she goes she descends below the house into this very finely constructed basement there's pictures of dead people on the walls and she descends even further and finds a, a torture chamber. Yeah, just to paint the picture a little better. Like, think Umbrella Corporation-esque. Yeah, very it's much. It's very, very, like, you can tell that there's probably millions of dollars sunk into whatever project this is. And it is much bigger than just some right some weirdo yeah, in an just, industrial yeah. park or whatever. Yeah, something is very, very wrong here. Right. And there's there's a torture chamber, like, two stories below the home. Right. And in there is another woman um, who has a a metal apparatus of some like it's basically like a metal halo strapped over her head so that her eyes are covered. Mm -hmm. And then another metal like half circle going over the top of her head. She's bald. Mm -hmm. Um, She is also naked and emaciated and like just Mm -hmm. A fucking mess. And uh, this whole contraption is, like, stapled into Yeah, her. yeah. Like, I was going to say, there's metal staples, like, holding this thing to her. <sighs> so, Lucy... God, I hate this movie. Yeah, it sucks. So, Lucy gets this woman out of the basement and, you know, tr- is trying to help her. Yeah. Like, puts her, puts her in the bath. Mm-hmm. Tries to take tries this contraption to... off. Yeah. Once again... I don't know what the unedited yeah, version what of could this be like. Worse. She's pulling the screws out. They're screaming. It's like, yeah. and it's not just like, oh yeah, here's like 
one screw out or, or staple yeah, or just, whatever one. just to, you know, get the point Drive across. It home, no, yeah. every single one comes out of this contraption. It's like, okay, I, I can't. I right. can't take this anymore. And at this point, I'm realizing that this movie, it's only getting worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this woman... Anna is, is trying to help her, and she is freaking out. She she freaks out and starts trying to cut her arm off. Oh, yeah, that's with right. With a butcher knife. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. God. Sorry. Um, I've, I have already, like, repressed uh, <laughs> like, yeah. so much of this. And I then, wish I could, man. Yeah. Um, And then as this is all happening and, and Anna's like, just what the fuck – a bunch of people in all black show up and they kill the prisoner and they take on a hostage. Mm-hmm. Right. And they take her down into the basement, into the torture chamber and they uh, chain her to a uh, chair or whatever. They, yeah. yeah. And, they and, just, and then, uh, was it Mademoiselle comes? Yeah. And then, and then a woman shows up who looked to me like a psychic. Uh, did you get that? Yeah, like a very little, stereotypical little bit. Yeah, like she's got like a, a some kind of like, like a wrap, yeah, or like a scarf, head, yeah, a, head, a headdress or yeah. something, right? Like she looks like a French psychic. She's got the little glasses. Yeah, she shows up and she's like, she kind of like there, there spells were definitely out like Freudian undertones of like that, how they yeah. were dressed. I mean, it should be stressed that the whole time, right? Like the viewer doesn't really understand what's going on any better than the characters, right? Yeah. Like especially like once you start to. There's this, you know, hallucinated monster, and there's a torture chamber, and you're just like, what the fuck is happening? The Mademoiselle, and that's just what she's called. I don't yeah. even know if she has, if they give her a name, it's just Mademoiselle. Yeah. She shows up. She explains to Anna, who's being held captive at this point, that they are trying to create martyrs. And that if you take a person and you put them in such extreme misery for a long enough amount of time that they become a martyr, right? And they they lose touch with the material world around them and go elsewhere. And I should stress, too, that the the people who show up in black, like, there's a lot of them. It looks like they're wearing uniforms of some sort. And, like, this is an organized thing. This is not, like... Just just like with the construction of this subterranean torture chamber, it is all very well thought out. It is organizational. It is... Once again, it is not just some... A lone nut. Yeah. Um... But anyways, uh, she explains that they're trying to create martyrs. The pictures of the dead bodies on the wall in this basement are people in the past who have achieved a state of martyrdom. Some of them were tortured. Some of them had, like, extremely painful chronic diseases. Like, there's different avenues that people have, you know, followed to reach this point. But this is an organization that is explicitly devoted to trying to create this state for people. And she explains that young women are the easiest to induce into martyrdom, right? Yep. And then she leaves, and then the final third of the movie is just Anna, a very sympathetic character throughout the movie who doesn't catch a break, being tortured. Just like, I mean, I don't think we should get need to get into the details until the end, but, like, it's just, like, she's fed slop, she's beaten, her hair is cut off. I, I mean, yeah. just... It's, it's, it's miserable, awful. right? Yep. It's, like, 20 or 30 minutes of this until... She's basically catatonic. Um, she's no longer, like, she's not really responding mm-hmm. to things. And then they're like, all right, that was the final stage. Yep. Uh, your suffering is almost over. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's like, oh, thank God. It's almost done. Like, she's so close. Like, yeah. At this she's, point, she's... I don't know what the fuck I was thinking because I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? She's almost there. She's going to be like, maybe they'll be like, oh, here's our brainwashed, like, martyr that we've created. Right. No. 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 They... No. 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 It Dude gets comes in. worse. Dude comes in and scrubs and wheels her in a wheelchair back to uh, a surgical facility that's also in this basement. Yep. Again, millions and millions of euros dropped to create this space. Yep. And um, he skins her alive. And he just takes all her skin off, and then they wheel her back out, uh, all muscle and sinew. And, and, and then they, they put her under a UV, a UV light. light. And, yeah, they chain her up under a UV light. Her, I mean, everything's gone, right? Yeah, except for the skin around her face. Yeah, right, right, right. Which... Yeah. Horrible. I'm sorry I keep making that noise, but it is just like we watched this movie now what like two weeks ago. No, this was last week. Dude. Was it last week? It, oh god. I think so. Yeah. It was it, yeah. it still is just like sending a chill down my spine yeah, when I think it, about this. It film. sticks with you. <clears throat> and she achieves the state of martyrdom. I didn't mention this, but the way you can tell somebody is a martyr is their eyes look absent and they're looking up. Yeah. Right? Like they're just like looking up towards the sky glassy right yep. and in all the photos the the people in these various states of pain and anguish are have this all they have the same expression yep and anna finally has the the face of a martyr and so the the surgeon or, or one of the the torturers goes and they're like we got to call the mademoiselle and they take her out of the uv light and they put her in some kind of like i would guess like a saline bath right like it's they, they just like lay her in it and she's just in this state of you know I don't mean ecstasy in like the way of pleasure, but like in like a like a transcendent stage. Like she's barely connected to this material. She's not world. connected. Yeah, to the yeah, world. right. Yeah. She's gone. And so when the Mademoiselle shows up, she goes down and she talks to Anna. Yep. Um, when she's in the saline bath, right? And you don't hear their conversation. And she just asks, "Have you seen the other world?" Right. And then and then it's whispered, right? Like Anna mm-hmm. whispers for a moment, mm-hmm. right? The cars show up. Um, along with like 50 other people who are coded as, as super, super rich, right? Wearing suits, wearing fancy dresses, jewelry, showing up in Rolls Royces and, and limos and all that shit. And then it cuts to one of the torturers standing at the top of the stairs while all of these rich-ass people are standing down in the living room. And he's like, you know, the mademoiselle will emerge momentarily. And he gives like a brief description of like what's going on with Lucy. Oh, that, yeah, that's yeah, that right. Yeah, he's like she had achieved martyrdom and she for a state of like three hours. She yeah. was in the state and then she came and, back. She's alive. Yeah, and she's uh, she was the first one to talk and relay her experiences, which implies that there have been several others that they've done this to and almost succeeded. Right. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of that description, he's like the mademoiselle will emerge momentarily to uh, convey what she learned. And he goes back and he knocks on this door and he's like, Mademoiselle, are you, are you ready? And through the door, she says like, this is probably the only funny moment in the movie. And it's only funny because it's so bleak, but she's like, do you believe in God? And he's like, I forget exactly how he says it, but basically like, I don't know. I have my doubts. And meanwhile, she's taking her makeup off and she sits down on this bathtub and she like opens her purse and then she says through the door, uh, okay, we'll keep doubting. And then she takes out a handgun and shoots herself in the head. Yeah. End of movie. (sighs) So 
I think now would be a good time. Like, what were you expecting for this movie to be? What What did you think about it? I mean, aside from that it was fucked up. I think we've made that pretty clear. Yeah. But, like, more than that, like, you know, what was your experience with this? I think a lot of people would – I mean, I've heard people say this is, like, one of the most hard-to-watch movies ever made. It was really hard to watch. Yeah. It was – so so bad. But what, I, what did you think going into it? Like, what were you expecting? I don't know, because I mean, I I watched Saw back in the day. I watched, um, which this makes look like this makes Saw look like Child's Play. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that might as well not be. the not the Chucky movie, but like yeah, you know, no. kids movie. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. At, at worst, I was expecting like, oh, this is just going to be you know hostile, but like slightly worse. But at least with hostile, like, not that it's a good ending. In was is it Hostel Two, where um, I haven't seen all of Hostel okay. Two. I've seen Hostel One though. I don't know I how. I like that movie a lot actually. Yeah, like and I I like the Hostel movies. They're they're all right. They're not bad. They're it's a yeah. Because I mean, there's some like escape at the end, or there's there's some kind of there's a conclusion that you feel happy with. Yeah. This is not even in that same universe. It it is not even close to being a movie that you leave with. It's like well. At least there's, you know, this one person, you know, made it. They they went yeah. through some shit and they made it. I mean, same kind of thing with the Saw movies. I mean, right. I mean so, well, someone typically this, always makes it. it. Actually, in an interesting way, like, this movie kind of picks up where Hostel leaves off, right? Because Hostel ends with them escaping. Yeah. And this movie's like, okay, so they've escaped, what now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's an interesting and probably fairly accurate way to look at it yeah i mean shit man i i watched come and see like twice yeah and still just i mean that one is upsetting for different reasons yeah this one just like at the end of the day i would still say that that come and see is which we may do a future episode on that one of the best war movies i think i've ever seen probably the best it it is Pretty hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, it. Don't get me wrong. It's disturbing. It's yeah, yeah. it's a real. It, it holds no punches. It uh. is. This is what the Eastern Front was. Right. This is the Holocaust. Yeah. And not in some kind of like sanitized boy in the striped pajamas way. Yeah. Right. Not that that is good, but like, you know, you can watch Boy in the Striped Pajamas and you're gonna be sad, but right. not like. It, yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't. It's like, oh, this is a piece of cinema. Not like, wow, I feel like I'm watching a war crime occurring in, yeah, in front right, of me. Right. And this still just. Ugh. I mean, the it, only... this takes it to the next level after that. And I'm like, I didn't know that existed. Yeah. I mean, I think the only difference between this movie and like a snuff film is the like quality of the camera work and the like the angles and the, really just the cinematography, right? Yeah. Like, it is. It's well shot, and it's, it is it's, very it's like well, a well shot. put together yeah. movie on like a technical level. But it it is like the content of it is like Ugh. yeah, snuff film it's level abysmal. shit. Um, I had seen this before. I <laughs> I dated a girl in high school. On our first date, we, she was like, "Do you want to watch a movie?" And I was like, "Sure." And we were at my parents' house, and she was like, "She put on Antichrist." <laughs> <laughs> Um, shortly thereafter, we watched Martyrs. We watched a bunch of these, like, similarly just fucked up movies together. And, I I mean, this one was the one that I think probably most disturbed me then. And, 
to this day. I mean, I recently rewatched Antichrist, and like, I mean, that movie's hard to watch for sure, but it doesn't hold a candle to this. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, I would say, I would still say that like Antichrist, as graphic as it can be, is still like a good movie. Yeah, like I could see myself watching it again. Yeah, like it. it I, is, I've, yeah. I've watched Antichrist a couple times. I mean, Willem Dafoe's yeah. performance, John Gainsbourg's performance. Yeah, and the yeah, in that movie and the, really, really good. And I'm not trying to discredit like these actors. I mean, this was yeah, they they did a great job. The director said that like it was incredibly hard to film because he had to like keep having these women scream. Like pretty, there's like there's more screaming than dialogue, right? Or yeah. yelling. Like is there's yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's. Yeah, well, it's this I'm not ever gonna watch this movie again. No, no. Yeah, I'm done. One and done. Um But it is, I think, a a I don't know if it's useful. Maybe we can talk about that, but it is definitely a movie that when I first watched it when I was, you know, sixteen, seventeen, a movie that I I just was like, that was like the stuff of nightmares, right? Now watching it, I'm like, oh, that's the stuff of reality. Yeah. Right? Like so I think before we get into well, actually, no. Let's 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 talk what this movie's about, right? Which is, yeah. I think, pretty much about Mark Dutroux. I mean, yeah. that I couldn't find anything where the director straight up said, you know, this is a movie inspired by the Dutroux case. But, um, I mean, the parallels are there, and even if it's not, you know, intentional, it it's, it's, it's you don't if you you don't have to be a genius to you know piece the two together yeah. right so let me uh get my notes here whip out the old notebook the old notebook and uh yeah we'll uh we'll talk about mr Dutroux. um one of the most depraved characters i think i've ever read about and if you thought martyrs was bad <laughs> yeah read about what happened in real life in, yeah in, in belgium in Belgium, um, which honestly I didn't even know. Like, I don't know a lot about Belgium. Isn't the city of Bruges in Belgium? I I'm not sure. The, I'm, I'm not if sure. it is, the only thing I know about it is that Bruges is in Belgium, and I don't even know. That. Like, I don't know shit about it. And then this, like, for this yeah. to come out of there, it's yeah. like. Well, I mean, from the country that brought you the Belgian Congo. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, the Belgian waffle. Uh yeah. Very good kind of waffle. Um, not but, all uh, bad, I guess. Yeah, also, listener, like, I guess it's probably obvious at this point, but I apologize. If you like our show because it's funny and loose and we're having a good time, like, we're not doing that tonight. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, so Mark Dutroux, um, which I thought was Dutroux for a long time. And I just, the, if you go on Wikipedia, um, it, there's a, like, a little, you can click an audio file and it'll pronounce it for Mm -hmm. you. And it says in there, and this killed me, it was, uh, Belgian pronunciation of Mark Dutroux's name provided by Voice of America. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Like, come the fuck on. Are you kidding me? I was like, I, I was I mean, like, sitting on my couch. If anyone's so... going to know how to say it, yeah, yeah. It's going to be Voice of America. But yeah, so um, Mark Dutroux is a Belgian pedophile and serial killer who, in. Uh, 1996 was arrested for having kidnapped, tortured, and raped six girls, and or four of whom died. One might think, "Wow, that's awful." Was this his first run-in with the law? Right. No. 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 Seven not years, at all. Seven years prior, he had been convicted of abduct, abducting and raping five young girls, and then he got off on parole after three years, despite his mother 
saying that he should not be released. He, in the interim between, I guess it would be 92 and 96 when he was caught, he constructed a basement below his home. One uh, one of his homes. Yeah, he, that's right. He had multiple homes. Man um, was allegedly living on, like, welfare benefits mm-hmm. and owned between seven and ten homes. I've seen the yeah. numbers vary depending on the account. Yeah. And um, beneath, I guess, what, his primary home? I mean, and there's, yeah. you know, we didn't dive that deeply into it. I mean, there's a book out there. I think it's called The X Dossier that's supposed to be, like, a really the only like the the best resource for this shit so listener if you're for god knows why wanting to dig into this stuff that book's out there um but uh yeah but beneath the home that he resided at mostly he built a basement and like i said he um they proved that he kidnapped and sexually assaulted and tortured six girls four of whom died Mm -hmm. um they ranged between the ages of um I want to say like 10 and 18, eight, eight and 18. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, by the way, I don't believe he was convicted of the murder of the two eight year olds. Oh, really? If I'm not mistaken. You're going to get, that's going to become, that's going to be a common theme of this episode is this dude having, I mean, it's, it's, it's not luck, but like it, like just the most, insane series of unfortunate prosecutorial uh ineptitude the complete failure of law enforcement etc etc so Mm -hmm. (laughs) like after his first arrest they seized videos yep from his home Mm -hmm. on the videos it was a home video that he made constructing the torture chamber in his house that is hidden in the basement Mm -hmm. that they quote unquote did not find right until after his arrest in 1996 this occurred in what 89 89, 87 89 somewhere yeah yeah um so the evidence was just sitting in the locker yep that happened twice because they also later on in the case and we're going to be bouncing around because, like, there's just it's so, so much it's to, so to dig into. Too. But yeah. later on, um, they raided his home after, like, numerous complaints from neighbors, from police informants. Like, and they ju- the, the cops just kept dragging their feet, dragging their feet. Eventually, they raid his home, and they go down into the basement, and they hear the—there's the, the there's a I think they, was, they, they go in there twice— Okay, oh so, yeah, so that's total right. total of three times. The, right, the but twice go, after go his first there. arrest. Yeah, both times there were there were two, children there, there were children in the basement, yeah being held, screaming and calling out. Mm-hmm. One time they were heard. Right, and 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 they no, were still alive. No attempt was made nope. to They're like oh to, that must have been from outside. That must have been a bird. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and they fucking they and not to mention there was I mean. The specifics don't matter. Like, we've said that we're not going to do... Like, there's no sense in, like, making mm-hmm. this any worse than it needs to be. But, like, there were the, the literally torture said. implements on display. The, like, the, like, like walking down there. Like, shit that you would only use to torture women, right? Like, the informant literally told them, there is a hidden torture chamber in this basement. And they're like, 
yeah, we're going to ignore that. Right. Yeah. And the, the wall was freshly constructed. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it was clear, like, you know, there's four walls and three of them are old and one is brand new, like just yeah. freshly hung. Well, I mean, who who amongst us has not done a home renovation they didn't pull a permit for? <laughs> True. Um, they also they did see some videos in one of those arrests like after or one of those raids after his first arrest. And on the videos was footage of him you know, harming children. And they said they just didn't watch the video. They took it, but they didn't watch it. And they gave it back to his wife. Right. Like the, um, fuck, what was the, the, the detective's name? Something Renee Michaud, I think. Right. And I'm giving it, it's Belgium, Belgian. So it's not going to sound Flemish. Fuck me. I'm too mad to know this shit, but yeah, it, so I'm going to mispronounce it, but, and it's, it's not ineptitude and we'll get to that in a minute, but like mm. there, the failing after failing after failing is just insane. Oh, uh, not to mention. So he was like known to the Belgian FBI called the BOB. Right. And, um, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I thought, uh, <laughs> really? yeah, the BOB and, um, so they had a a surveillance operation going on his house, right? For years prior to his ninety six arrest, there was called Operation Othello, um, and they had cameras set up, and they they were it was like it would save the footage as time lapse, but it was supposed to monitor his comings and goings and the people going in and out of his house, right? They would turn the cameras off at ten o'clock every night. Mm-hmm. God knows why. They somehow missed him bringing two two of the young women into his home. They they just didn't catch it on video, allegedly. It was not during office hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they also one of one of the girls at one point um, managed to escape her bonds and get her clothes on and try to get out the window and yell for help. And she was like half out the window for some seconds. You know, like she was getting there and then he, he caught her and brought her back, but they didn't capture that on video either. Um, so again, you have a, 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 don't you hate when these cameras, you know, malfunction and don't catch something that, uh, should be pretty obvious, i.e. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Which I think we were, I want to kind of land there eventually. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a disgusting display of, you know, the, I mean, like, fuck the cops. Like, I'm not here to, you know, defend a police state or whatever. But if they have one job, Mm. it's to catch this guy. Like, yeah. And they, they just don't. Right. So when he gets arrested, the, mm, the beginnings of ties to, other people like other important people start to show Mm -hmm. um do you want do you feel prepared to talk about that a little bit the most notable individual that comes to light out of this out of these um i'm not gonna say allegations but the um these charges yeah revelations yeah revelations that's better is a jean michel nihau yeah uh, nihau yeah is that you say it okay yeah Yeah. n-i-h-o-u-l yeah yeah and he he was a he owned a club, yep. right? And he was a pretty prominent like businessman, yep. you know, like just a yeah. well known 
guy in the community, right? Yeah, I forget yeah. what with, this... within Belgian high society in the political uh, right. circles. Right. Um, and there had long been rumors that this guy was a just like a, a depraved criminal, right? Yeah. Like who abused children, all this shit. Um, but he had links to, I, if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't directly to Dutru. But it was to his wife and to mm-hmm. his uh, like he had a couple accomplices, one of whom he killed. Yeah. Um. But it was to the accomplices, right? Um, and and in one of the revelations from one of the accomplices, he informs the investigators that they were doing this. They were doing the bidding of right. other other individuals. It was not just Mark Dutroux that was calling the shots. They specified that it wasn't for every case of kidnapping and, and right. abuse. However, there was a, a number of these that were being done essentially by order. Right. And I think that that, that wasn't even a revelation. Like, I mean, it was a revelation after he was arrested, but prior to being arrested, the police and the authorities had been made aware by again, informants people in Dutroux's life, etc., that he openly talked about, that he would be like, he had this like white van that he would drive around in like your typical pedo van or whatever. And he would have someone in the car with him and he'd be like, oh, like you see that girl over there? Uh, if you were to kidnap her, we could sell her for like between four and 7,500 euros or 4,000 7,500 euros. The euro equivalent was like four thousand to seven thousand five hundred dollars, and these inform well, at least one of the informants told the authorities that Dutroux talked about how these girls were being kidnapped and then held for some time and then sold, or tra- I guess they trafficked, at some point, yeah, yeah they were trafficked my, to my, Eastern Europe and Thailand. Mind you, Dutroux also partook in stealing cars and transporting them right. across international borders. Right. So it's insinuated that through this uh, trafficking of stolen vehicles that that would also facilitate the movement of people people as well right. yeah basically after he's arrested in 96 the outlines of a very broad and vast human trafficking conspiracy begin to emerge right that is implicating by association Belgian judges, Belgian politicians, like city officials, uh, you know, national figures of national importance. Yep. Right. In this. And then in addition to that, you have the outlines of a international human trafficking ring organized, aided and abetted by yep. the Belgian government. Right. At the very least. Yeah. 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 So. This is where, like, for me at least, the complete, like, schizo shit starts to really take over. Where it's like, I start thinking about Gladio. I start thinking about the probably safe assumption that the CIA has some, you know, lingering semblance of a presence in these places. And then you start to think about Epstein, Right, and it it just, it really makes you feel despair. Let's get to where it flies off the rails. Yeah, go ahead. So the the, the magistrate in charge of the prosecution, assembling the case, he was the one that 
push to get his house examined again. Right. Which he's one of the only good like characters in this whole story. entire story. Just to give a little bit of a end to Renee Michoud's story, after, you know, completely, quote unquote, botching this investigation, like fucking it up to a almost comical degree, uh, he got promoted. Yep, to the European High Court. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, you do your job right. (laughs) I think that's the only, it's literally the only way to take it, right? Like, anyways, Anyways, so. So Judge Jean-Marc Conneraut... I don't speak Flemish, I'm sorry, was the principal prosecutor for this case. He was the magistrate in charge of assembling the prosecution and doing the investigation. and Like the head prosecutor. Yeah, yeah. And he was the one that his his directives led to the the Belgian police force finding the the two girls alive still in Detroit's basement. Yeah. So we got to get rid of this guy, right? Right. So... He attended some sort of victims, was it like it was like a not a luncheon, but some kind of banquet or whatever regarding this case right. and and how he was uh, instrumental in helping find these these two young girls that were saved from this depravity. Yeah, and at this event, he received a chicken dinner, mm-hmm. and. He also received a pen, his name inscribed on it or something along those lines. So the Belgian Department of Justice, more or less, whoever's in charge of this, uh, decided to remove him from this case because of this alleged conflict of interest because he accepted these gifts from the individuals that he helped save. A chicken dinner. A a chicken dinner and a pen. So at that point, Michael, uh, uh, was it Livre, Mm -hmm. also stopped cooperating with investigators. Right, who was his accomplice. Yeah, who was was one of of Trudeau's accomplices. Dutrus, not Trudeau. Dutrus, god accomplices. You take over for this part. You know know this shit. I don't know this shit. Oh, you know this shit. Okay. Okay, so uh, Michael Livre, one of Trudeau. (laughs) Fucking shit. If I say Trudeau one more time. (laughs) Michael Livre, one of Dutro's accomplices, his right hand man, more or less, at this point stops cooperating with authorities because he's allegedly being subjected to death threats and that his continued cooperation is only going to end poorly for him. Right. So. At this point, they replace. And if I'm not not to cut you off, but Livre was the one with more substantial ties to yes, to, uh, to, to uh, Nihau. To, yeah, right, exactly. Like he's the the link from yep. Dutroux to these higher society figures. Yep. Yeah. So then they replace Judge Jean Marc with another magistrate who is also at this event, who also receives the gift, but they did not give a shit because what are they trying to do? They're trying to clean house here. Yep. 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 So then moves on to the prosecution or lack thereof. And the under Belgian law, individual can be held indefinitely without trial within certain circumstances. Right. And so this trial gets delayed. This is 1996. Right. He doesn't actually make it to trial until 2004. Eight years of like eight. of of letting evidence disappear. Yep, letting witnesses be tampered with and intimidated. A number of people in, were killed. Yeah, it, or it, died at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting uh, deaths occurred yep. amongst the witnesses and um, individuals that could potentially uh, provide yeah. a little bit more context yeah. here. Oh, I forgot the three hundred thousand plus march 
on the belt. That was 2003, right? That was when the judge was removed. Right. So that would have been in 96. Three. The March was in 96? Oh, God. There's just so fucking much. Yeah. Here. Uh, <laughs> more than 20 potential witnesses in this case died in mysterious circumstances. Huh. Would you look at that? Oh, God. You get a lot done in eight years. Yeah, what a, what a crazy... Oh, here we go. Yeah, October uh, 1996, over 300,000 Belgians right. protested the removal of Jean-Marc. Can't pronounce his last name. Right. Um, it was called the White March. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. imagine if when Epstein had been murdered, 300,000 people took to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And, and demanded. Right? And had the fire department march in solidarity with them. Yeah. And then turn their hoses on the Capitol yep. <laughs> and, and spray it down in a ceremonial washing of the corrupt government officials that allowed this to occur. Yeah. But anyway, so when they do eventually make it to trial, um, it's the typical, you know, framing of like, this was a one-off thing. Right. I mean, tell yep. me if I'm wrong, yep. but like that was the, you know, when you've, Killed yeah. 20 witnesses. What a and, sick man. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, this is just like, this is like, again, the lone nut thing. It's the same thing you see with the Night Stalker, with, I mean, Richard Ramirez, Ted Bundy. It's Al Bundy. Uh, <laughs> Ed Kemper, um, 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 John Wayne Gacy. Like, in all of it, you know, it's, it's the same pattern of taking and making this into a one-off thing where a, a diseased individual was able to... Again, I mean, construct a an elaborate facility below their home and, uh, you know, have years of the best luck that anybody could ever ask for if they wanted mm-hmm. to be a criminal. Yeah, they had that rabbit's foot. Exactly right. A fucked up Chernobyl rabbit's foot. Yeah. With like eight like, toes or whatever. It's like a rabbit centipede. <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, so I, given that context about Mark Dutroux, and then now looking back at martyrs, like I, I would imagine the listener probably sees what we're talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. not with the because we don't get the context of any kind of prosecution or anything like that, but with the institutionalized violence, yeah. right? Like if you if you make the not even a leap, if you make the tiny tiny like pitifully small hop, no, it's not even a hop. If you are sensible and you realize that the Mark Dutroux thing is again, it, you know, reaches to the highest levels of Belgian government and to, uh, I believe there were connections to like, even like the UN or Mm -hmm. the EU. I mean like it, like it, it it was all over Europe, right? Yeah. If you want to not sleep, just read chapter one of program to kill. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, martyrs, I think is kind of giving a, a case study of what that looks like. Yeah. Right. And this is a conversation. from the perspective of the victim. Yeah. And this is a subject that we touched on after watching this initially, because you asked me the question, like, yeah, I was about should, to ask you, should this movie have been made? Right. And like my, my visceral reaction initially was no. Right. That, that this movie should not be made. Well, and like, hang on, let me provide some context okay. for the yep. listener before you answer. Cause like, I mean, like, I don't think that the question of like, should any art be made? It's like, well, if somebody wants to make it, like, you know, that, I mean, yeah, or fucking, maybe, maybe re- let's rephrase this. But, what is the utility? Right. And that, that's what I was, that's what I was going to say is like, is like, is like, is this movie, if you accept that it's an attempt to depict bourgeois depravity, mm-hmm. right? Oh, just that alone without any other context. Right. But, yeah. Like, like, 
or or even like if it's an attempt to to, to yeah exactly because yeah, I, I, I i would say there's two different answers at least for me okay go so so like yeah. for just this bourgeois depravity just looking at it from like a hostile point of view or like a saw point of view or something like that or taken yeah. even maybe not maybe there is little to no utility in that however after we then discuss the mark to true case for mm-hmm. a good half hour yeah it's like well maybe there is something here i don't know if it's it doesn't make it more watchable per se yeah no but maybe there is some commentary here that is that is really worthwhile Right. I mean, I think it it makes it less watchable for me. Yeah. Because, like, the first time I watched this movie, like, I'm not going to say that I wasn't affected because that's absolutely not true. But it it was – I could dismiss it, right? Yeah. Like, like, it oh, was – Oh, God, these <laughs> – I was like, oh, fucking French people, they're that, sickos. That's you a know. twisted director. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like oh, man, that's, that's going to give me a nightmare. And then, you know, I was – like I said, I was a kid and then I just moved on, whatever. But, like, in the light of, like, knowing that this is – Kind of an allegory for – Right. These different things that are occurring, or at least that's that, the way that, that we're ha- interpreting. Yeah, right. This. I think it, it makes it much, much harder to ever forget it. Like if you're if you're yeah. if you're reading about like this this kind of this angle to deep politics at all, like it, it martyrs like flashes in your head. Because I mean, even in Program to Kill, like as much as it does talk about crimes and it talks about pretty gruesome stuff, right? Like I mean, McGowan is. You know, honestly, kind of reserved, right? Like he he's not giving you like the graphic, bloody play by play of like, and then there was a stab in this part of the body, and then mm. that part, or whatever, right? But like, so when you're hearing that, like, you know, this serial killer held a somebody in their home for three weeks and tortured them, it's like, okay, so this is what that looks like. Like this is yeah. like martyrs is the the cinematic depiction yeah of... it, it puts a face to the exactly number. right right yeah. yeah yeah what is it's the um, oh yeah one yeah. one death is a tragedy million deaths is a statistic or whatever yeah but yeah so you you so you would say that it is a like if our reading is valid then it you would say it's a successful movie i'm still torn because it's like we make jokes about you know watching fucked up videos about live like, leak or whatever, yeah live yeah. leak and whatever yeah people getting in in car fights and, and you know, ripped into spinning machines, but right. this is something different. This yeah. is something that is just so disgusting that it's it's hard to really put words to. Yeah. And even even the fact that, like, this is a work of fiction as opposed to those, like, real-life right. situations, it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe our generation was just scarred by watching Scarred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's... Um, when you look at something as like, oh, here's something in the heat of the moment, or oh, here's right. here's an accident that happened. Oh, wow, that was that That's was bad. Up, that right. sucks, man. Holy shit. Right. But then when you watch something like this that just draws it out and right. draws it out, and it's you're sitting there and you're like, I've been watching somebody get tortured for 15 minutes in this movie. Right. And I'm already like, I I can't stand it. And there's another 15 to 20 minutes. Right. That just keeps coming, and it's like. Ugh. Yeah, no, that's it. It's really hard to watch. I would not recommend this to anybody. Um, yeah, yeah. If if you are going to go out and watch that movie after listening to this, um, Godspeed. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I would, I would not. Yeah, in good do, conscience, do that, recommend this movie. No, no, like, do that to anybody. Do that with this warning. 
just don't. Yeah, don't. Like, don't. If yeah. you really want to, you can do it. Whatever. One of my I'm not uh, gonna stop you, but like one of my buddies yeah, on just, Twitter, uh, us just showing up to every mind games listener's house just to be like, no, don't watch it. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> I'm deleting Tubi. But um, yeah, one of uh, <laughs> one of my uh, buddies on Twitter, Zoid Wheeler, um, it was a good account listener. You should follow Zoid. Um, he uh, <laughs> when I posted that we were watching this, he's like, don't just read the Wikipedia page and like. He's not wrong. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing is that, like, my – at the time before having rewatched it, I was like, well, you know, like, you can't talk about the, like, affect of the movie without having watched it, right? Like, again, it's the kind oh, of yeah? thing where – Tell that to G-Jack. <laughs> yeah, right. But, no, like, like you know, if you read the Wikipedia page, you know, it doesn't have the – it doesn't hit you in the same way as the movie does. But, like, I'm just not really convinced that – people need to be hit that way like i don't i don't i just can't imagine that there's a person out there who would watch this and then hear about mark dutru or something and be like i'm gonna dig into that like no you're gonna like it's just gonna shut you down like it it, yeah if if we didn't have the podcast i would have taken everything you said at face value and just been like yep that's enough turning my brain off now not gonna dive into this yeah like it's it's horrific it's it's upsetting yeah I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I don't know about you. The first time you watched this, when, when we watched this together a week or two ago, like I went home. Well, we sat out here for like yeah. probably like 20 or 30 minutes. Just we didn't, like, didn't talk. Yeah. We were just like smoking cigarettes yeah. in silence. For yeah. A while. No, I, I went home. I got real high <laughs> and I didn't say a fucking word. I was hanging out with my brother and I didn't, I, I just walked in there. I'm like, I just watched the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> And he's like, you all right? I'm like, no, no. And then we just sat there and watched like car videos for like two hours while I just tried to calm down to the point that I could go to sleep. Yeah. It was bad. It's bad. It still is bad. It hasn't changed. Yeah. (laughs) It's one thing that's like interesting to me about this movie is it's like I mentioned, it's tied in with that new French extremity movement. Yeah. Right. And it's. I mean, for one, and I should say, in fairness to the director, he has claimed that like he is not a like he doesn't he doesn't think that movement exists, right? Like he's like that like it's not real. You can't call it like a, 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 a filmic movement or whatever. But a lot of the other movies in that uh, genre, there's uh, just off the top of my head, there's like uh, high tension or haute tension or whatever, yeah. um, which I've seen, and that that movie is pretty rough. Um, and then there's another one called Inside that I haven't seen, but I've been just told, based off that name. Yeah, I I don't know that I, I want to. I think it involves a pregnant woman. So like, oh god, yeah, no. But no, um, no, I'm joining Kate on that episode. It's just gonna... I know, I, yeah, no, that's a, I don't, yeah. Well, after this, we will have to talk about if we're gonna do any more episodes like this. I I feel like this is honestly possibly the worst movie we could have talked about. Yeah. I, I don't know if it gets really much worse than this because of the allegory of the mark to true to true god damn you almost I, said trudeau I again i have said trudeau now probably like 50 times <laughs> um but yeah it's the these other movies from what i can tell and from the limited bit that i've seen they don't deal like there is no parallel right i mean yeah. ho- high tension is like shit even uh, like old boy <laughs> i mean it's just there's there's graphic movies out there but it's not that like, this is just... Right, but what I'm saying is that, like... 
it doesn't have they don't have the same parallels of this. I mean, the only one that I can think of that might come close to this is the Men Behind the Sun. Yeah, yeah, but that's not that's not New French Extremity. No, no, no. I'm, but, but I mean, in terms of like just she like both sheer terror and also that there's a real life equivalent that right. makes it that much worse. Yeah, because I mean that is about Unit Seven Thirty One. That right. according to Twitter didn't happen. Yeah, which that's... I didn't know that there was a whole sect of Unit Japanese 7... war crime deniers. Yeah, or that was I didn't know. That they were on Twitter, and I kicked that hornet's nest. So, <laughs> yep, um, they're a thing. But yeah, I just, I just can't, kind of can't get by a movie like this where you can't be like, well, at least they're trying to, you know, put a face to this terrible thing that happened. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, but like, what, what, this... what's the utility of a movie like this being made? You know, I, earlier I said like that maybe there is some, but. It's really hard to justify because yeah. it's like what it does to the viewer in the process. It's just, it's not why, just, just why. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, just, just read about the events. When I first read like the first third or whatever of program to kill when he's doing all this stuff about the international human trafficking rings before he gets to the serial killer stuff, like that is much less graphic than this right and it still like made me feel totally empty and like fucked up for days right and like i i I just just, i just read the first chapter tonight and it uh yeah it so it lingers with you i'm right now i'm kind of thinking like like is there a good way to talk about this stuff yeah if the ruling class's crimes are so beyond the pale and the scope of what a normal non-sick person can even conceive of then it's like well i mean fuck if you're gonna make a movie about it like you might as well just like swing for the fences i mean i don't know if that's how i really feel my feelings about this shit change like every time i think about it but like there like there is no good way to depict like you're you're in this catch-22 right because there is no good way to talk about these like crimes against humanity yeah right but at the same time they need to be talked about like you know it's like i mean shit like i have so much respect for the for the belgians for having a three hundred thousand person march right like that i mean when the epstein thing like happened here half the country still believes that he killed himself like you know what i mean like we we yeah. are so far from even what the Belgians accomplished, and that that wasn't enough. Well, and that's you part know, of, that's part of the issue. It's like to talk about these things and to try to depict how messed up these situations are. Right. Like, how do you go about it while maintaining an audience? Right. Because people are people are going to have the knee jerk reaction of like, whether it's that they legitimately have faith in you know people with power or or Mm -hmm. or they have faith in capitalists or they just can't deal with it right which is a totally reasonable you know like especially somebody who's gone through any amount of trauma just being like nope nope yeah nope nope not doing this like Like, i I think we're like relatively neurotypical individuals yeah i would say you and i are like we're, we're probably me a little more than you but like two of the least traumatized people like yeah that, that i know yeah um like, yeah yes and and we're having a we're having a, a bad time very very bad time yeah. trying to just get through this and to discuss this and right. these issues 
But that's also how these things have been going on. And then at the same right. time, then you're having to deal with the shit coding jobs being done mm-hmm. by like QAnon and whatnot with like, right. oh, save the children. Oh, however many hundreds of thousands of children are abducted every year in the United States. It's like when you dive into those statistics, it's like, yes, but most of that is like, you know, parents custody battles and they, right. and, and, and there's a very high percentage that those cases are solved. But then you have, so you have this, but also this, I mean, this mainstreaming of, of these like, I want to say falsified numbers, but these like misinterpreted numbers, which then allow for people to just completely write off the whole thing as like, oh, this is just crank shit. Unless, and but also, unless I'm mistaken, the FBI doesn't track that. Like, it's third parties that track, like abducted children, right? I that's listener. That's if I'm this is I'm gonna this is my uh, weekly do your own research thing, but I'm pretty sure that there is not a an official government track in the same way that there's not one for uh, uh police murders right and so then again you have this like kind of double bind where it's like you know i maybe it's not a double bind but like the police are fucking not the the authorities not doing their job because they're they are complicit they are complicit like that is what this is about that's what the mark do true thing is about is that they are complicit they have it would be against their interests to track the number of children who go missing or who are abducted because they are facilitating it. But Okay. But but at the same time, you then have these third parties and these unofficial counts that are, like Alex said, either inflated or, you know, misinterpreted when presented to the public. Right? Yeah, and once again, giving a sheen of like this is crank this shit. This is crank shit, right. Yeah. Right. And so in, in order to completely discredit anybody that might be questioning one of these situations, so then you're immediately tossed in with all the, exactly. the Q weirdos. Yeah, exactly. Ju- right. Just like with the, the Gladio shit, just like with all the Epstein Island yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's the like, same. It's, it's like, all, you know, like, yeah. the, like it, I mean, fuck the Clinton crime family yeah, or Clinton whatever. Yeah, Clinton crime family. Yeah, but it's like, they, they are f- criminals. Like, they yeah. are, Bill Clinton is a pedophile. Bill Clinton is a fucking pedophile. But like you say that allegedly, you say that allegedly. I, I didn't say it. No, no, I didn't no. say the a word. I'm not going to. Please you say that, and then us. people are like, "Oh, you're a Trumper," or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and it's just, it's yeah. yeah, it's fucking infuriating. Um, yeah, to, when you have frequent flyer miles on the uh, Lolita Express, yeah, like um, <laughs> it's not a good sign, man. Um, I did want to ask one more thing before we wrap it up, and I had this thought we were talking about it earlier. So. As much as I think that this movie does a good job depicting the things that it's trying to depict, I did want your thoughts on the pivot at the end towards or away from what you'd call reality and toward the more, uh, I guess, like extraordinary idea that the ruling class is not you know just trafficking people because they're fucking sickos who want to like do sex crimes or play the most dangerous game or whatever yeah and toward this idea of like you know trying to find out if god exists yeah human experimentation to taken to the nth degree right so like what well no because i mean like it's not the like the torture and the experimentation like that that i'm all okay with it's it's the (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I'm going to cut this shit out of that. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to post it everywhere. <laughs> the torture the experimentation no, I'm okay with. Yeah, no. Mind I, games me, approved. I, I will clarify. I am okay with the way that it's depicted. What my question is about the intention, like the the, the reason behind it. Right in the movie, that they're trying to find. God, yes, exactly. Or they're in trying the, to find the afterlife, or right, some kind right. of. Right. What did you think of the movement from the the gritty real? I mean, again, the the trauma monster thing is like not like it is a. I think it is a good depiction of of what Lucy is living with. Do you think that the movie like shied away from being like, yeah, and all of this is for the sake of you know the president of the United States. And the leader of every other country having access to children, or do you think that what they like the way that they took the finding out of God exists shit was okay? Like, what were your thoughts on that? Mm. Am I being clear? I don't know. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you are. It's um, I think it brings up like the conversations that we've had about like where does science lead? I don't know because it you get into the question again. We've had this discussion about like big developers. Like, what can you get away with saying? How far can you go without having like your right. your funding just completely stripped from you, um, or before you you know have you know trip and fall and shoot yourself in the back of the head twice, right? <laughs> um, so I don't know. It, it puts you in a, a tricky situation because it's like if you want to try to go after or you want to have some kind of film that maybe not so much as like flat out states it, but like hints at the the true crimes and these types of organizations and shit that exist within our world you're probably gonna have to you know you're gonna have to change some names you're gonna have to do some shit or it's it's just not gonna get through i mean look how well connected these individuals were within belgian society right and this is just a focus on that one country with this one specific case right yeah i mean how long did it take for all the weinstein accusations to come out yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it was an open secret for years, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know that you could really do anything that would make it up the ladder before it's just completely snuffed out. Your career's destroyed. You're blacklisted, this, that, and the other. Yeah. So pivoting to paranormal, or not paranormal, but like, um, po- it's extraordinary. Yeah. Extraordinary, um, metaphysical yeah, shit. Yeah. 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 That it is, um, I don't think it's awful. But, I mean, you still have the same kind of connotations of, like, oh, this seems like some weird, weird Nazi shit. And I remember they bring up at some point in the movie, if I'm not mistaken, do they not bring up uh, Vichy, France? I think they do. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of hinting at that Third Reich never-ended shit. Right. <laughs> um, so, I don't think that that's necessarily the worst take that they could have had at the end. And that it also shows that the suffering and everything is for nothing because, let's say... That there is a guy that this is a take that I heard from somebody else, and I think it was it sums it up pretty well. It's like because if if there is a god, these people aren't going to meet him. They're not going to meet him, right? Uh, if there if there isn't, but there's some sort of like afterlife that it just that you go to directly. Doesn't matter that they did all this experimentation, right? And then and, if and, there's and, not and, a god, it's all for naught. Yeah. So right. so none of this mattered, right? That's a really I, good point. I hadn't thought about that. And I'm like, I, I sat there, I was listening. I'm like, wow, I wish I could remember who it was that's, that was going into it was like that. a podcast. Um, no, I think it was YouTube. So, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> don't get me started. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, do yeah, that right yeah, now. No. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, I will make threats. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. 
going to give you carpal tunnel with my bleeping abilities. Um, yeah, so I that aspect of it I think is kind of interesting. It's like that all this depravity, all this torture, all of the all the suffering that occurred within this film, it, d- it doesn't matter, and it's right. and it's more or less just for the gratification of the individuals that are doing it, regardless right. of they said there, there's some higher calling. Right. Just there, just like with like the Nazi experimentation right. or with like the uh, Japanese experimentation. Right. Uh, during the Second World War, that's like they are going after these questions. They're trying to answer certain questions about like the Humanity limits of yeah, or whatever, li- limits bullshit, of, of human right. human existence and it's, and it's like no you're just you're, a fucking sicko yeah like, exactly exactly right. that's the takeaway so I, I think that that's maybe not awful because i mean that's kind of the same takeaway that you get with the mark detroit it's like doesn't matter what the the cause is even if it was regardless if it was um if you're not pilled and you're just like oh well, this is just complete ineptitude on the part of the authorities it's like doesn't excuse it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter right yeah but then again if it is this if it's this very like convoluted but like deep state shit that's going on right also it, it matters but it, it, at the same time it doesn't because it doesn't change the outcome it's it's a distinction without a difference right and these these individuals are still being tortured they're still being killed right and assaulted and it's it doesn't make a difference and the general public's hands are just tied because there's no way to go about addressing these in a coherent manner that doesn't make you look like a crank that or that doesn't or, land you in prison exactly right yeah, so it's initially I was a little bit frustrated, right? Like with the movie trying to give, you know, higher motivation to these people than what I think they have in real life, right? But then I started thinking about like all of the revelations we've gotten from the the Epstein case, right? Like with the the transhumanist shit how he wanted to like impregnate one woman a day how he wanted to have like what his head and his cock frozen right and the cryogenically frozen i'm right i mean yeah oh, yeah no yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no 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 he, he, he did you were laughing and i was like am i like no nope, totally no, fucking wrong yeah no, no. and and <laughs> no, like no, the dumbest bro shit you could ever imagine <laughs> yeah i want both heads frozen baby <laughs> jesus it's like Jesus Christ, you were especially with an idiot. his fucked up dick. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is I mean, shape. Well, yeah, what, what, or whether or not that should be safe for, uh, for right for study. the sciences. Yeah, yeah. but That's no a different discussion. And then you then you think about like his links with the uh, which big science facility was oh, it the MIT, MIT Media Lab. Lab. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and then you know Steve all these Pinker. Stephen Pinker, all these neuroscientists, <laughs> yeah. Bill Gates, right? Like, um. You've got like who 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 we love and respect. <laughs> Look, man, we have not. Yeah, no, I I I'm not I'm not gonna debase myself. I don't give a fuck. Um, but it it almost makes me wonder. I like, hope he has a nice time. <laughs> that was very polite of you. Yeah. Very very restrained. Um, I it makes me like, you know, I. I'm not going to say that this director is like pinching and that he's like tapped into shit that other people don't know before they do know it. But it almost strikes me as kind of prophetic, right? Because I mean, maybe in some of these cases there are like these like absolutely insane delusions of grandeur, right? Like, and maybe that's what they have to tell themselves to live with themselves, right? Like maybe that's how, 
you know, you get around what has to be like an, I mean, I don't want to try to, I don't want to sound like I'm simple, like, or trying to. No, the thing, think of it more as like a, a, a diagnosing of like the right yeah the, like where uh, where you're like like i cannot live with myself mm-hmm. if i have to go to bed at night saying that like i am a depraved sicko and i am well, you know yeah i mean it's, it's you know, like it's instead like I, it's like i'm well i'm 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 trying to advance science or like or my genes are so pure that like i need to pass them on for the betterment of the human race or whatever um, yeah, it, it's like Eichmann with uh, the in um, the, was the banality. Oh, the banality of uh, of evil, right? Yeah, banality of evil. Yeah. yeah, yeah, where it's like, oh well, I was trying to alleviate the suffering because killing is faster and the less worse option than than being stuck in one of these camp type things. It's like right. and it's just these constant justifications of right, exactly. How how am I going to sleep at night? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, I do, I, I initially, like I said, was kind of perturbed by the movie taking that angle. But as I thought about it, I started to kind of come around and think, well, maybe that's not. Well, I mean, this also gets kind of back to the banality of evil, where it's like how bureaucratic this whole system is. Oh, and yeah. How, how it's yeah. just this, these individuals, they're in there, they're doing a job. They're right. They're just functionaries of a greater system that no one seems to really be in control of. It's just, it is, it exists. Right. And well, no, no, because I mean, I'm, I, I, I got to push back a little bit because like I get frustrated. Like, I mean, Ma- the mademoiselle is clearly in charge, right? Like she could stop it. But they also don't re- say like, I mean, they don't say she's a, a leader of like, Oh who, yeah. Who is, who is she reporting to? Right. Who is yeah, calling yeah. the shots? Because it's, yes, she might be on, on a, a, a level with this right. specific organization, right. but where are they getting funding? How is this this whole thing coming together? Yeah, and um, so it's it's just very it it turns it into a process and strips the humanity of it in a very nihilistic right. way. There's a really really good scene kind of near the end where uh, the camera, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 where the camera so it follows one of the torturers like after he finishes torturing anna it like it follows him like climbing up the ladder out oh, yeah. of the chamber and then he like yep. walks down the hall and then he he goes up into the house and he like take he's wearing like an apron right and he like takes his he like he like takes his uniform off almost as if he's going to like go take a smoke break yep. right and i think he's like it, oh, no is he switching shifts is that what's happening where somebody else is coming in and he's just like I'm, it, yeah and somebody I'm, else is blending up a smoothie or not a smoothie yeah, but, that's but right. the slop yeah the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah yeah and they're the just gruel. like kind of shooting the shit like you yeah. know in the break room or whatever yeah and, and it's and, like and, like we didn't describe the the home or whatever it's it's, it's a beautiful beautiful home but it also it's not it, it's so it, I want to say normal because normal people don't live like that. But at the same time, it's it's nothing that would like make you think immediately like, oh, there's some real fucked shit going on here. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Like you know, you look at inside of like one of these, you know, the, if you look at like Westminster or something like that, it's like, right. oh, there's some like weird shit going right, on right. somewhere. But it just looks like a big house. Yeah, it's just it's just like a standard upper middle class. It's, it's not a mansion. The same thing uh, pops in my mind when you're looking at. 
the family when they're first murdered because you, right. the, the mom's outside and she's fixing the plumbing and yeah. they're all they're having like some conversations and they're kind of like talking shit to each other yeah, like and, and the dad's just like begrudgingly like trying to get breakfast ready right. and the kids are just being annoying and fighting with each other about yep. stupid things and it's just like how are these people supposed to be connected to this narrative and then it just devolves into just this this gore fest and it's right. like oh my god this is these are everyday people exactly and right that's, and that's that's the, the thing that's that something I think else is... that um mcgowan gets into with program to kill yeah yeah absolutely and how right. like yeah these, i mean these like, individuals are not different than any other individuals per se or at least well on, i mean on, they so, are but, but, but they on, do, on but, surface level right like, i mean john wayne know. gacy was an upstanding member of his community yeah or, i put that in yeah. huge quotes right but like like in the same breath that, it's, that's why it's so unnerving is because it's, right. it's not it's not the you know it, it, it's not alien. It, it's not foreign. No, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it is. It is completely mundane. Yeah. Right. Like it. It's just. It's. It's a dude beating the ever living shit out of a woman who's seen like more horror than anyone sees in their entire life, and then just yeah, going to the going to the break room and mm-hmm. shooting the shit with his coworker. Yeah. You'd like s- you'd stand behind him in the supermarket, and you wouldn't even bat an eye. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So. So with that, on yeah. that note. Swimming pools full of blood. This is getting a 10. This is the, <laughs> I know it's out of five. This is getting a fucking 10. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd rather read Ayn Rand until I die <laughs> than watch this movie again. Yeah. It's... Uh, uh, I, I oh, Sorry about the yawning. I know it's getting late. I know that our system oh. is completely... Oh. Yeah. I know that our system is completely incoherent. Um, I, like, I almost feel like i couldn't honestly rate it you know just, this, this one's off the scales yeah it's, it's just it's like it's it's i don't I, even know i, I, I don't I, think I, it's yeah. caught i it's hard to say like that this has caused like a lot of trauma to a vast swath of society yeah I don't it's even, not no that popular of a movie yeah yeah and for good reason because it's it's awful yeah but at the same time what it's depicting and what it's pointing to is just yeah, it's not the movie per se. It's everything else. Like the movie's gross. Right. It's really bad. You right. do any digging into any adjacent and tangential topics. Right. It's so much worse than the movie. Right. So yeah. Yeah. This this whole subject matter, ten. Yeah. <laughs> ten out of five. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna just not I'm gonna I'm gonna plead the fifth and just, just un- like, unrated. Uh, yeah. I, I just I don't I can't put a coherent like um, yeah, this. This movie transcends our rating. Our rating system yeah. was not designed no. to handle this. No, it's like putting premium. It's like putting unleaded like regular gas in an un- or a premium car. It's just like my it, engine is just clogged up. And is that what ha- uh, you probably know yeah, what happens? It, this I don't is, know what happens. <laughs> this is like pouring sulfuric acid into my gas tank. Like it, it's yeah. it's just not it's not designed to handle any of that. No. It's not going to make the car run. Mm-mm. It's just going to cause more problems. It sucks, folks. Yeah. Um, so, on the brighter side of things, if you made it this far, we have some light at the end of the tunnel for you, listeners. That's right, we do. So, um, we next are, week... We're coming back to games. Thank God. Yeah. And we have our first guest. The one and only... Mr. Jimmy Fallon gone. Yeah, we're very, very excited to have him on, and we're going to be talking about three games. We're giving yep. you a, a, a triple wide episode. 
and we're doing a Freedom Fighters, mm-hmm. and then we're doing the Homefront oh, series. The Homefront, see, and you can't even really call it a series because yeah. it's like Homefront uh, and then Homefront again, but different. Yeah, exactly. But dumber. Um, the second one is Homefront: The Revolution. Anybody who's playing the games, uh, you can get the Homefront: The Revolution on PlayStation now. Um, it is on there, but um, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about. Um, each of these games is about the U.S. being invaded by a foreign country, and then you play as a resistance fighter. So, and they're all bonkers. Yeah, they're nuts. So, uh, it's a it's a good conversation. It was a good time, and it's uh, you're you're letting it oh, slip that we already slip. had the conversation. Yeah. Um, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, we talked to Jimmy already. We got this episode in the bag. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. So look forward to that. And, uh, yeah, we'll post on Twitter next week or something about mm-hmm. what we're going to do after yeah. the interview. Yep. So, um, but thank you all for, yeah, if you were with us this whole time, like more power to you, you deserve like, go take a bath or, yeah. or get a massage. Just enjoy yourself. Like go, go do something that you like, like that is not listening to this. Jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go, I don't know. Go spend time with your family. Go yeah. go do something that gives you meaning and makes you happy because this sure as shit didn't. Didn't uh, make me happy. Uh-uh. Not at all. Hopefully this was at least an insightful conversation that you can get something out of it. At least like, hey, now I don't have to ever read about Mark. Uh, Too true. Thank you. <laughs> Although I will say, I mean, listener, as much as it is hor- like the worst shit imaginable, it's also... There's a lot to it, and we just we literally just scratched the surface. Um, There's so much, and you want a rabbit hole that just makes you more and more depressed. Yeah, that's the one. That's it, so, baby. Um, I would not deter people from looking into that. It's a it is a great case study in where I think we got more with the do true stuff than we have gotten in a ton of other cases. That if we did get more, they would look a lot more like do true. You know what yeah. I mean? Some of the serial killers. I mean, Epstein. You know, we we have the allegations, but they are like very denied by mm-hmm. most people. You know, like I said, we didn't get the march. Mm-hmm. We didn't get, um, you know, Bill Clinton being. Nah. <laughs> can't <laughs> we, do that one. We'll have we, the cops out here. We didn't get Kevin Spacey getting. No. Getting. Nope. 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 This is all getting cut. <laughs> I'm just nope. We didn't get the march. We, we didn't get any any tangible action. We didn't get... Um, I swear to God, if you make me do one more edit after all this fucking shit, I'm already working with three different tracks right now. We didn't get um, all of the kindness and the compassion in the world given to Steven Pinker. <laughs> you can't cut that one. No, I can't cut that one. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope uh, I hope all of them get I hope Bill Clinton and Kevin Spacey and Ghislaine Maxwell, I hope all of them are just kindness and compassion. Um, anyways, anyway, listener. Yep, thanks uh, for staying around. Yeah, thank you for listening. As always, I am CJ. I'm Alex. And if you like the show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye.